Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. My name is Catherine Baldwin, and today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to do something that's not so much focusing on Advent, although that is what the season we're in for the church, because it is a new liturgical year. We are in the season of Advent where we talk about Christ and His coming and how we prepare our hearts for that. But I think we should go on a different route today. Today I want to talk about trusting God. And having our our faith in Him. Because when times get hard and you've got nowhere to turn, who else do you turn to in your your times of struggle, in your your times of, of trials? So let's go ahead and begin with prayer as always in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, you know our hearts. And you know all the circumstances of our lives. We bring forth to you all our anxieties, every single anxiety that we possibly have, Lord, and we place it before you that you may do with them what your will is for them, and we place all our trust in you because, oh, Jesus, I trust in you, and I trust in your sacred heart because your will is always for our own good. So, Lord... We bring to you today our sufferings, our stresses, our anxieties, and we place them before your sacred heart. And we ask that you take these offerings and use them as you see fit, as we put all our trust in you, as we say, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Oh, Jesus, I trust in you. We ask this through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you, one in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So, trusting God. Where do we start with that? It is such a, a wide topic. It's such a big topic. And Scripture has so many different aspects. There's so many different parts in scripture where we see trust in God, whether it be the Israelites putting their faith in God as they crossed the desert or the early church as they started out after Christ left them and the Holy Spirit had come. The the early church trusting God to, to do his will in their lives, no matter the persecution, no matter the struggle. So let's go ahead and begin then with uh, Corinthians. Corinthians actually has a lot to say on the topic. So, uh, I'm sorry, Chronicles 5.20. And when they received help against them, the Hagrites and all who were with them were given unto their hands. For they cried out to God in the battle, and he granted their entry because they trusted in him. So obviously, we're talking about the Israelites as they're making their way through Canaan, and they're making through their way through all these enemy territories. They have to go against these people because they have to get to the land that was promised them. So obviously, there's going to be a battle. So what happens? They cry out to God. In the battle, and he delivers for them because of their faith in him. Or go to Psalm 4 5, offer right sacrifice and put your trust in the Lord. Or Psalm 9 10, and those who knew thy name put their trust in thee, for thou, O Lord, hast not forsaken those who seek thee. Or Psalm 22 4 5, in thee our fathers trusted, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. To thee they cried out and were saved. In thee they trusted and were not disappointed. 
So you see that all three verses of Psalms, all three of these Psalm verses have to do with complete trust and complete obedience to God and knowing his will. That's what trust comes down to for our lives, is if we want to put complete trust in God, we have to accept that whatever his will is for us is better than the will we would have had for ourselves. That's putting 100% trust in God and having confidence knowing, saying, Lord, I know you can do this. I know you can do this. That's what trust in God is, is having 100% faith and assurance that he's going to bring you through whatever it is that you're going through. Proverbs now. He who gives heed to the word will prosper, and happy is he who trusts in the Lord. Proverbs 28, a greedy man stirs up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will be enriched. He who trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. So let's talk about that because that's an interesting verse. He who trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. So what's that saying? We can't rely on ourselves. Not one chance can we rely on ourselves. And why is that? We are human beings. We are frail human beings and we fail constantly. So to trust in your own mind is to say that your mind is better than what God. What, than God. You're making your own mind a God pretty much. So you're putting all your faith into your reason and your knowledge and all these other things. But the problem is they don't deliver you from whatever you may be going through. You can look at something in a way that might make sense. Obviously, you can look at something in a way that you have your logical reasoning and that's fine. But if you're going through something and you decide to depend on your own mind, is that mind going to deliver you? Of course not. Of course not that mind isn't going to deliver you because your mind doesn't have that strength. Your mind is able to reason. It's got logic. It's able to think through things. But when it comes to getting you through a situation, all your mind can do is come up with some logical explanation for it. It's not going to bring you through it. But for those people who trust in God, who trust in his plan for them, a 100%, like I was saying earlier, like I was saying earlier, this idea of trusting God goes so deep that it's a hundred percent. They will prevail because they know that a higher power is there and they don't depend on themselves. Proverbs twenty nine The fear of man lay a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord is safe. Or Isaiah Behold God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. So again, we hear Isaiah talking about the fact that he's putting all his trust in the Lord. He has nothing to fear. He mentions it, oh, he says it several times. I have nothing to fear because the Lord is my salvation. Again in Isaiah, thou dost keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Or Isaiah 5, 2. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man, and makes flesh his arm, whose heart turns away from the Lord. 
Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. So again, we hear God talking about the fact that you shouldn't put your trust in mere man. I've talked about this before of making idols out of things other than God, of worshiping other things other than God. And, and that's what he's saying here in Isaiah is, why do you put your trust in mere man? We are frail and sinful human beings. We are frail and sinful human beings. So why do we continually put our trust in man and not in the ultimate person who is our strength, who is our salvation? Jeremiah 19, uh, 19, uh, 39, 18. For I will surely save you, and you shall not fail by, fall by the sword, but you shall have your life as a prize of war, because you have put your trust in me, says the Lord. Daniel 6, 23. Then the king was exceedingly glad, and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of hurt was found upon him, because he had trusted in his God. So you guys know the story of Daniel in the lion's den. It's a very common story. It's one I think we all know. That is a perfect example of trusting God 100% and knowing that he's going to deliver you. It may seem scary as hell. You may not want to go through it. But the fact of the matter is, if we have that 100% faith in God, nothing can touch us. It may seem scary. We may face the, we may not know what the unknown looks like. We may not even know what the future looks like. But if we consistently put our trust in God, He cannot fail us. If we trust that his will is better than our own, he cannot fail us. Go to wisdom. Those who trust in him will understand truth, and the faithful would abide with him in love, because grace and mercy are upon his elect, and he watches over his holy ones. Or another verse in wisdom. Therefore thou dost correct little by little those who trespass, and dost remind and warn them of the things wherein they sin, that they may be freed from wickedness, and put their trust in thee, O Lord. Or another verse in wisdom. For creation serving thee who had made it exerts, exerts itself to punish the unrighteous, and in kindness relaxes on behalf of those who trust in thee. So that thy sons, wisdom thou, whom thou didst love, O Lord, might learn that it is not the production of crops that feeds man, but that they, but thy word preserves in those who trust in thee. Sirach uh, is a, a, a very unknown book of the Bible. I don't know if a lot of people you uh, have read it. But it's, it's, a, it's another kind of a wisdom literature in the Bible. And let's see what it says. Trust in him and he will help you. Make your way straight and hope in him. You who fear the Lord, trust in him, and your reward will not fail. Consider the ancient generations and see, whoever trusted in the Lord and was put to shame, or whoever preserved in the fear of the Lord and was forsaken, or whoever called upon him and was overlooked. Woe to the faint of heart, for it has no trust. Therefore, it will not be sheltered. That first verse, read that with me again. Trust in him and he will help you. That is such a simple statement. 
But it's so hard to do, isn't it? Because we get so busy in our lives. We get so, so busy in our lives that we kind of forget to slow down. And remember that God is for us, not against us. I talk so much about his judgment, and I talk so much about suffering, but I felt like it was only right to talk about trusting in God and his will, even if that means that there will be suffering. We don't like to talk about it, but trusting God has consequences for our lives. For our whole lives. It's not just, oh, I want to trust God here and not here. If we really call ourselves Catholics, if we really call ourselves Christian, we need to trust him with all our lives. Not just some of our lives, but all our lives. He has to have complete control over our lives so that he can make the biggest difference. It's hard to do, I know. It's hard to do because I've done it. I know what it's like to feel like you're helpless. I know what it's like to feel like you don't know what you're doing. But when you put your trust in God, he can't discourage you. He will only lead you to what is best for you. Let's go to another verse of Sirach. Do not wonder at the works of a sinner, but trust in the Lord and keep at your toil. For it is easy in the sight of the Lord to enrich a poor man quickly and suddenly. Or another one. He who believes the law gives heed to the commandments. And he who trusts the Lord will not suffer loss. Or go to Maccabees. And so observe from generation to generation that none who put their trust in him will lack strength. Or another one from Maccabees. For they trust in arms and acts of of daring. He said, but we trust in the almighty God. Who is able with a single nod to strike down those who are coming against us and even the whole world. Or we go now to Romans. You go to to the letters in the New Testament. And to one who does not work but trusts him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is reckoned as righteousness. Or Jeremiah. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And then another one from Proverbs. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Or another one from Proverbs. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. And then Proverbs again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths. Or Isaiah, thus says the Lord, or your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Or Psalms, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Or another one from Psalms, for this is God, our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. Or another one from Isaiah, the Lord will guide you continually. Or Jeremiah or Psalms. So, this, you get the idea here. You get the idea about this this whole idea of trust. And why it's so important. 
But now we need to apply it to our daily lives. Here's a question to think on tonight. Where do you find yourself lacking in trust of God? Is it with finances? Is it in your relationship? Is it in something else that you're keeping from him that you're worried about? Is it criticism? Is it you're worried about being hurt by other people for making a decision that some people may not like? Whatever it is, take a minute and think about that. And ask yourself this question. If I turn this over to God, how will I feel? If I turn this over to God, how will I feel? Because I know we all carry burdens on our shoulders. I know. We all do it. I do it all the time. I do it almost every day. And it's hard. It's hard to not want to cling to those burdens because it's the only thing you know. But in order to grow... In order to change, in order to move and develop, we have to let go of those burdens and give them to God so that he can use them for his glory and for our salvation. God loves us. And he wants to help us. He doesn't leave us alone. He is a great judger. Of course, his judgment is right and just. But he is also... Our strongest advocate. Who always wants to help us. Think to yourself. What can I turn over to God and let him deal with it? Let him deal with it and let me see his work in my life. And be responsive to it. Let us pray. Name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you that you love us so much that as long as we put our trust in you, we cannot fail because you are for us and not against us. And no matter what, I know that it is you who is our ultimate deliverer. Be ever with us, O Lord, and let us not stray from your, because without you we are lost. We are lost, and we are afraid, and we don't know where we're going to go. We don't know where we're go, what we're going to do from this day to the next, to the next, to the next. Lord, be ever with me, be ever with us, and let us hope always and forever in you and your wondrous deeds because you are still moving you are still working you never tire for us you never stop loving us let us never forget that i ask this through christ as we pray glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As always, there are three ways to get a hold of me. First one is the Anchor app, if you have it. Leave me a voice message. I would love to hear from you.
The second is my email, c.sobey2394 at yahoo.com. And the third is my Facebook page, Catholic Reflections, What the Mass Readings Mean for Us Today. So this is a special edition because we're talking, we talked about trust in God and what that means for our lives. So as always, everyone, God bless you all and good night.